Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, the podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. Our guest today is City Manager Eric King. Eric and I discuss the council goal setting process, what those goals are, and how those goals lead to the city's operating budget for the next two years. And he also explains how American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA funding, plays a role in the budget. We also discuss just how all of this impacts the community's day-to-day life. Let's get right into this conversation now. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Really happy to be here. Awesome. So um, I typically um, like to talk to staff members at the city a little bit about um, how they came to work at the city. So maybe um, could you tell me how you came to be at the city of Bend? Sure. Um, So I've been in Bend now for 14 years. Uh, Prior to that, I worked for the city of Portland for about 10 years. Stepping way back when I was in college, I worked, wanted to get into local government and wanted to thinking about urban planning is where I kind of entered local government. Uh, But I started um, working in the affirmative action department for the city of Madison, and I did a disparity study to try to understand how the city was or was not contracting with minority women owned and emerging small businesses. So that study led into some really there's a lot of curiosity around local government and how it works. And uh, I moved to Portland and just ironically, the city of Portland had just finished a disparity study and was implementing some programs to help correct those disparities. So how can they, how can the city better outreach to contractors also from a, a workforce development perspective, um, how to increase um, uh, people of color, women in the construction trades in particular. So I worked on that, um, that kind of how that's how I started in local government Then got my master's in urban and regional planning and moved more into sort of administrative work. And then it got hired here in Bend in 2007 as the assistant city manager. And my job was to implement the vision, the Bend 2030 vision. but things in Bend really changed in 2007, and I was—I felt like the, the guy with the broom cleaning up after the parade. It was um, there was a lot of decisions that had to be made pretty quickly to trim budgets and, um, and also just there was some. I could see the disconnect between the city manager at the time and the council, and and that kind of came to a head. And so council decided to part ways the, with the city manager. So I had stepped in as the interim uh, city manager in 2007, and then had to compete for the role in 2008. Went through a, a pretty um, public process uh, to to finally get selected as a city manager, and I've been in that in that in this role formally since May of 2008. Wow. That's that's a bit of a journey to get here. What kind of then keeps you keeps you motivated, keeps you wanting to do this? Because it's, you know, not like this is a simple, easy job to show up to every day. So what keeps you going? Yeah, you know, I think uh, the way that I'm wired, um, I was a middle child or I am a middle child. Um, I guess I never lose that title. So I've always been the mediator. I tend to thrive in chaos and try to look for the like the path forward. And so Bend is just filled with that. Like there's just divergent community values and, you know, 
it is dynamic, so I'm never bored in this role. So I, in terms of motivation, um, I feel like the palette sort of aligns with my um, disposition, I suppose. And it's a great community. I think that it's a it's a, an amazing place to raise a family, to, to be involved in your career, because you can get real that real true connection and value uh, added. I mean, my job is to sort of add value and to like make this community a better place. And I really feel like I have a huge opportunity here to do that. So that's that's really what motivates me is it's really the, the people and the connectedness and the strong sense of community. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of what makes this place unique. It's not really like a lot of other places where you have that strong community feel and that's that's good to hear. Um, something that I wanted to go back to, though, was you kind of mentioned, you know, you felt like you were sweeping up after the parade in 2007 um, and those recession years. Do you see any um, similarities between that time and now coming out of or I guess still in um, a pandemic? Do you see, you know, lessons learned from then that are being implemented now? I would say that the para, there's a lot of differences, but there are some parallels. And I think anytime that you're going through a crisis, an economic crisis, um, you know, we have a health that this added sort of component of a health and economic crisis, and, and frankly, not a, not nearly as bad as what we experienced in 2007. So, I mean, we trimmed our budget pretty quickly. It was it was almost easy to kind of get back into that mode last year when we didn't we had all sorts of uncertainty. We trimmed vacant positions and just really did what we could. To to contract the budget because we didn't know what was going to occur. But the parallels were this in, in times of uncertainty, chaos, um, you tend to get creative. And so I think in both cases, there were all sorts of new partnerships that get formed, new ideas. Um, there's this sense of like, um, you know, we are a resilient community being that we're isolated. Um, to begin with, but I think some of being in those in the in the crisis, you almost you just rise above that. You, you kind of build off of that, I should say, and say, how can we how can we make this work in bent? And so it's a kind of a mindset that I saw as as uh, parallels between 2007 and you know what we just experienced. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point in that and and that we're re a resilient bunch. And also, I like that you mentioned the creativity because I feel like. Um, working here that's something you and from the top down has fostered the creativity and the innovation so wh why do you see that as an important aspect for the city yeah i mean i think th that we are we should be a reflection of our greater community so as a city organization i think that spirit is a part of our history um here in bend of being kind of and our vision statement is really around preserving that sense of innovation. So it, it is kind of front and center in the culture that we're trying to create. Um, and, and it really just is an extension of our kind of entrepreneurial spirit that we have here in Bend. So people come come with that mindset of like, I, I've learned something over here. I, I want to help this community. I love this place so much that I want to make sure that I'm vested and uh, want to maybe learn from where I came from and do things a little differently. So I just feel like it's just part of our you know, ecosystem here in Bend, and the city is a reflection of that. Now, I'm I'm really intent on preserving that. You know, as as the leader of the organization, that we never lose sight of that uh, culture. It should be a joint effort, and it should be many sectors coming together, many disciplines coming together to solve problems. I think that's a good segue to kind of talk about what we're going to discuss today. In that, every two years, you go about this. Um, council goal setting process with the the city council and i think this 
uh, last go around, it kind of seems like the creativity was um, a big underpinning of of what happened with these goals. Um, so maybe start by kind of explaining, you know, how that cycle works, how the goal setting process works. And then maybe if we can discuss too, you know, what are the goals that this council has set forth? Yeah. So a little little bit about the process and maybe the why behind it, I think, because we are a fast growing city. Um, and there's a lot of competing priorities, um, different value sets. Well, you know, the, the 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 idea is that a two-year kind of span in terms of where how we're where we're going as an organization seems to be the right cadence. Um, so the way it starts in Bend is that it kind of goes back to the election cycle as being a key input. So we have elections on the even numbered years, and so that takes a place in November. And then the, those counselors get seated in January. So there's a few months before they, they, the results of the election, they take office. We use that time to do some prep, some orientation to make sure that our new elected policymakers understand what the city does, what our core services are, that we don't run parks, we don't run a library, that we, you know, here's our basic infrastructure, public safety. Then they take office and right away we do a listening session with the community. We want to make sure that our community partners, we have active nonprofit, other partner government agencies, private sector, et cetera, that all have ideas about where Ben should go. So they get to partake in a process where they can share their thoughts. It's a kind of an open mic sort of format. Um, but what's also important is that we also hear from folks that we don't typically hear from. So we do a statistically valid survey every two years, a community survey to get opinions, priorities um, from your everyday voter. So anyways, all of that is shared. Um, those key inputs all converge and we do an offsite retreat with council. Um, so we hire a third party facilitator and that usually happens in the end of January. And so that we take the, these themes that we hear from the listening session or the survey or staff input or just the counselors themselves. They just ran a campaign. And so they might be new to office and they wanna share what they heard on the campaign trail that all gets part of the, the themes that that then create the framework for council goals that then those themes we then as staff our leadership team meets uh, for our own retreat and we say okay here's where council wants to go in the broad terms and maybe you know some themes as well as some strategies that are important we start developing a work plan how are we going to get there what projects do we need to to put on the on the list um, what kind of resources do we need um, so we we kind of workshop that and then present that uh, work plan and draft form in February, workshop it a little bit more. Then in March, kind of finalize that package. And once that's finalized, that really then helps to set the priorities for the budget. Um, so then we build our, our budget. Uh, we have a, about, uh, about 200 million in revenue per year that the city receives. So it's important that we're allocating those resources in alignment with council goals. Um, and then that all gets put together to develop a two-year budget, which we deliberate on with council alongside our community. We have an equal number of community members that are involved in that process. And we deliberate the budget for uh, usually two or three nights, and then council formally adopts it in June, and then we're off and running. And that's exactly where we're at right now. We just uh, started our two-year period, July 1st. So we're roughly two and a half months or so into our 24 month uh, biennial budget and council goals. This new set of goals, what what kind of then stands out to you as far as moving the needle forward and pushing bend in kind of this 
this forward direction with this council? Yeah, there's there's six uh, kind of goal areas that this council felt important enough to highlight. I would say the one that's really front and center right now is, is housing, um, along with uh, shared prosperity. And it, it kind of centers around how we're recovering from this pandemic. Um, so as I mentioned, the economic impact is very different than in 2007. What's more pronounced here is that, you know, we've just been seeing this disparity, not just here in Bend, but really nationwide, worldwide of um, the have and have nots and this disparity of, of income. Uh, so as we kind of had hit the reset button with the pandemic, we wanted kind of do things a little differently and find a way to to, to better resource some of our most vulnerable community members. Um, so uh, the immediate need is, is housing, but there's other infrastructure that's needed here locally that we've we've got a challenge with childcare, with uh, workforce development issues and making sure that the, the jobs that we have available are aligned to the skill set and training of our community members. So you know, th these might not be city core services, but they're important community initiatives that the city needs to be part of. So I would say that the kind of the theme between those two goal areas of their kind of economic development and 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 housing really are around partnerships. Um, city can't go it alone, so it's it's. Um, aligning those partnerships with some resources. And we have the advantage now of actually having American Rescue Plan Act or ARPA funds to be able to distribute uh, to, to help achieve some of those, those goals. So uh, we've been putting some of those dollars to use in terms of acquiring shelters. Um, we're looking at strategy, you I know, mean, a whole variety of strategies, everything from safe parking, uh, relying on religious institutions or other nonprofits to outdoor shelters, which we're talking about right now, um, to the Project Turnkey uh, that repurposed an, an old hotel, purchased a low barrier shelter. Um, and then all the way up to permanent supportive housing and partnering with the county and other nonprofits to get um, our service, uh, mental health, addiction services really better connected to our housing needs. Um, so that's just one example. I mean, I think you can you can also talk about uh, childcare and how we can be a partner to increase the supply of childcare, everything from before and after school care. Uh, we, we use some of our funding this last go around to help with the Parks and Rec Kids Inc. program, for example, and to help low income families um, that were struggling with balancing everything so that they had a spot for before and after child, childhood care. Um, I think there's more of that that's needed. Um, same thing with workforce development. We're not the direct service provider, but partnering with organizations to kind of invest in training programs so that um, those that want to get retrained can do so easily. I think in listening to your response there, it's like you started saying, well, housing's an important issue to deal with right now. But you talked about all these different things that impact housing and, and our lives here in Bend. And so everything's so interconnected. And it's it's one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing. So because everything's so interconnected, what can the city do to help find these solutions? Like what are some of the strategies that the city council is directing city staff to kind of go after right now to help with that housing crisis? 
Yeah, I mean, I think one point that you just want to build off of what you noticed is the interlapping disciplines. And as I kind of talked about, that's that's what Bend is known for, is like bringing in other yeah. people and solving these difficult problems. And so if you notice like the visual that we have of these six themed areas, it's like a pinwheel. And in the center of that pinwheel is the word equity. And so it kind of describes what I just talked about of you know this uneven recovery that we're experiencing and how to invest in... Um, our community members that might have been left behind. And, and so we can't really do that without good data. So I think going back to your question, one example of, of that is um, a process called a, it's an equity, with basically equity tools, equity, equity framework, using data to better drive decision-making so that we can understand where infrastructure investments need to be made, you know, that we have underserved areas of our community, where, um, you know, where people aren't able to walk and bike to school um, so that not everybody has got that equal access, where our um, policies for job growth or, you know, we're not, are we incentivizing the right type of industries here in Bend? So there's that, that equity lens is, I think, apply. We see it as a, a way to apply really all of the six school areas. Um, so I think that's something that's, um, you know, really ties us all to all together. Let's kind of pivot a little bit to the budget um, and and chat about how kind of these we have these council goals in place now. And how did those kind of inform um, the budget for the city? And then maybe you can touch on a little bit, too, about um, you know, the bulk of that budget does go towards these core services of and public safety, but also water and streets and things like that. As you pointed out, you know, I think I just want to make sure our, the listeners understand, like I use the iceberg analogy is for, for those that are more visual. Most of what the city does is sort of below the waterline. And I would say 80 percent. So though, that's the calls for service for police and fire, the maintaining our sewer and water pipes. Um, it's processing building permits. Um, they don't really have a, a large bearing on the council goals. Um, so a lot of the resources just happen behind the scenes, and we expect them to. Our public wants them to. Um, that and that's really the that baseline, but that that's kind of our baseline budget. So that two hundred million that I mentioned in revenue, a lot of that is already programmed. So us for us to just to be able to deliver, keep the lights on, keep those services going that people expect. It's that policy direction which is above the waterline that represents more community values. Um, that that's the work um, that council is more engaged on, and they should be. That their role is not to get involved in the day-to-day -day, uh, operations of the city. Their role is really to help shape uh, policy and connect connect to community values. The council also, you know, every year really looks to see what the need is and where to focus how we distribute those dollars. Right now, the big focus is going back to that recovery from the pandemic. Those that are at the, the kind of lowest income earners, um, a lot of our folks that are experiencing homelessness are working, um, but their wages are not enough to cover the cost of housing in Bend. We have this big gap. Um, so we're doing what we can to manage through that. And it's gotta be both on the job side, getting the, the right jobs, getting that our partners to help with retraining uh, some of our, our folks to get into those industries that can allow them to afford to live in Bend, but it's also being more open, flexible with how we create housing, creating more housing opportunities for all income levels. 
how do you and and city staff kind of balance this, you know, keeping up with the everyday services that the that the community is um, accustomed to? And then you talk about all these big issues that um, the city is facing as well. And, and city council wants to tackle how how does the city staff kind of balance that? And how do we move forward with all that on our plates? It is a lot. And that's why we it's another reason for investing in the process for the two-year goals and strategic plan. So it really takes us, as I kind of outlined earlier, six months to walk through, get all those inputs, get it, get it right, get it resourced, build the budget. Um, and so, even, but even then, as we align our resources with where council wants to go, things happen. Like we didn't predict a pandemic in the middle of the last two-year cycle. But I have to. I'm the I'm the guy that's. Uh, in my role to always say, don't forget about our core services, right? So we have to keep investing in those core services. We can't just be talking about the new things. We have to be able to, um, you know, we, we would be in trouble if we you went to turn on the water and there was something, you know, it wasn't, it didn't taste right. It's those day-to-day -day things that I, I just, I, you can't emphasize enough because um, it can get overshadowed sometimes when you talk about the, the council goals. What What is your favorite part of the job that you do? Um, I think the favorite part is to like, it's, it's in general terms, but like kind of connecting dots. Like when I see, oh, this group is, because in Bend, everybody is, and they trying to do some version of the same thing. Like, you know, we talk about housing, you've got the private sector that's out doing this thing. And then, you know, city's doing this and the county's doing, and, and so finding a way to like, oh, well, we're all kind of doing this one thing. Let's all kind of pull this together. So that's that's the good stuff I love to be part of. And so it doesn't matter whatever problem that we might be trying to solve. Um, that matters less to me. That's great. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. And there's lots going on at the city. So I'm sure we'll get the opportunity to chat again. But thank you for your time. It's been a it's been a pleasure getting to chat with you. Awesome. Thank you. A big thank you to Eric for being our guest on today's show. If you would like to learn more about the city council and their goals for the next two years, you can head to bendoregon.gov council. Thank you for tuning into Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music. 